It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with myself. My name is Ben Mahich. I cover the team for SB Nation's Bolts Forever. We have a lot to get into today, but please don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Wizards on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a lot to get into, including Wednesday's loss to the Memphis Grizzlies and everything that went down there. A Troy Brown Jr. sighting, which we'll get into, and of course, a preview of tomorrow's matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers. But first, we want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. But Wednesday's loss was tough. If you needed a reason to understand why we talked so glowingly about a player like Andre Drummond on the previous episode, how valuable a player like Andre Drummond can be for a team like the Wizards, his, his rebounding, his defense, and really just his sheer size, Wednesday's game was a perfect example of why the Wizards needed to upgrade at center. I mean, Jonas Valanciunas, 29 points, 20 rebounds. He out-rebounded Mo Wagner, Alex Len, who didn't, he only played two minutes, and Robin Lopez combined. I mean, combined, those three players only had 11 rebounds. And yeah, like I just said, Valchunas had 20 himself. He dominated. I mean, he played like a man possessed. It was, it was funny because the Grizzlies play-by-play commentator said that Valanciunas hadn't played with this much energy and enthusiasm since he got to Memphis. I don't know. I think Mo Wagner got a little under his skin. But on the court, Wagner was dominated. He had six points and four rebounds. Obviously, couldn't do anything to stop Valanciunas. He fouled out as well. The Wizards just really didn't have the personnel to stop them. They didn't have the size. They didn't have the center on the roster. And what we saw was complete domination. And on the other end, like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook had a pretty decent game. Shot 10 for 19. Had some odd turnovers, but still 20 and 10. Five rebounds. Attacked the basket. Wasn't really settling for any bad shots. He was a plus three in the game. Him and Mo Wagner were the only players with a positive plus minus. But yeah, Bradley Beal, another tough night against Memphis, 21 points. I mean, Anthony and I talked about the last game against Memphis and how Brad only had 23 points, which to most players is a great game, but to Beal, not the best, given that he averages almost 34 points a game this year. But he got locked up again. 21 points on 22 shots. Really got no easy looks all game long. Credit to Dylan Brooks. He's one of these young, energetic defenders. Uh, you can tell he's going to stick around in the league for 15 years just because he's one of those players that any team in the NBA can use. I mean, he's an elite-level type of defender. You can tell he does his homework. Bradley Beal couldn't get any open shots off screens. Uh, they really did a great job containing him. And when that happens, when Brad Beal is having a tough game, the Wizards are really in no position to win, especially because they lack you know, absolute depth at center. They have no depth here. I mean, they weren't able to do it by committee with Thomas Bryant out. But look, even with Thomas Bryant, the Wizards would have been out- outmatched here. Jones Valanciunas, I mean, they made him look like Hakeem Olajuwon at times. There was nothing they could do to stop him. 29-20, and 20, uh, nine offensive rebounds for Valanciunas. He dominated. Uh, the Wizards have to do something here. I mean, look, the trade deadline's coming up. 
We talked about Andre Drummond being available. We'll find out if the Wizards could maybe make a move there. I don't see it happening unless he gets bought out. Maybe the Wizards can throw their their name in the in the mix, but they have to at least try. I think because if if their if their primary goal is to make the playoffs, continuing with the center rotation, hoping that it pans out. I think you're, you're going to see that the Wizards are going to keep losing games. They're going to run into good centers. I mean, Joel Embiid, he's on a, he's on this COVID protocol, and he may not play on Friday. But if he does play, the Wizards are in a world of trouble because they just don't have the personnel to even match up with him. I mean, look, we took Marching Gortat for granted. Let's, let's call it what it is, right? I mean, he was a goofy player. He was lovable in the locker room. He loved to you know get involved with the media. He loved having his name out in the publications. But... Gortat got it done on the court. I mean, he was a really, really big center. He knew how to use his size. He set great screens. And he was a good defender. I think he was an underrated defender. If you remember the sweep back in 2015 when the Wizards swept Toronto Raptors when Jonas Valanciunas was on that Raptors team, he didn't get these shots. I mean, nobody really dominated Gortat like that because he had the size and, and he was a good defender. And the Wizards really don't have that player anymore. They don't have that gritty... Uh, defensive anchor on their team and even if Thomas Brent was healthy I'm not sure he he was the type of player that could anchor a defense so the Wizards have to do something here because if they want to make the playoffs doing it by committee as they've tried isn't going to work and and I thought that playing Alex Len only two minutes was kind of suspect he he's probably the most athletic player on the team or at least uh you know center wise Robin Lopez really didn't do much seven points six rebounds was getting dominated as well Alex Len only only two minutes I mean I think it clearly wasn't working with Mo Wagner. It wasn't working with Robin Lopez. It would have been nice to see Alex Len get a shot here. Not sure what two min- what you can see out of two minutes. Some, you know, apparently Scott Brooks saw enough. Um, I think that's something that maybe they could have done different. I'm not sure the game would have ended any differently just because Brad Beal had a tough one as well. But the Wizards got to tighten it up. Desmond Bain, 20 points, 5 of 8, 3-point shooting. Uh, every single shot he took was basically wide open. It's a shame. I mean, this team had some momentum going into the All-Star break, and Memphis had their number. I mean, they dominated them in previous matchups and dominated on Wednesday. They're a better team. It's just what it is. The Memphis Grizzlies are a better team than the Washington Wizards. They have more depth. They have the best young point guard in the NBA and John Morant. I mean, that wraparound pass that he, that he spun Mo Wagner around with. I mean, how many players in the league can make that pass? So, Kudos to the Memphis Grizzlies for rebuilding on the fly, and I don't think it hurts when you land a player like John Moran. And the acquisition of Jonas Valanciunas is very underrated. Even guys like Kyle Anderson, they just get it done. They just have guys that get it done, and the Wizards don't have that. They have a bunch of guys that sometimes get it done and often don't, and that's why their record is what it is. But before we get into more of the game and discuss Troy Brown and Denny Avdia's performance, we want to let you know that this week, Bradley Beal is the Ultra Player of the Week. He scored 26 points in the All-Star game, and it looked like he belonged among the stars, more importantly. Prior to All-Star break, the Wizards had won 8 of their last 11, and that's mostly due to Beal's stellar play. We recommend Beal relax with the Michelob Ultra this week. It's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, so it won't disrupt him too much, and really because he deserves it. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Enjoy a Michelob Ultra today, responsibly. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Betting on the Wizards doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So we got a Troy Brown and Denny Avdia sighting. I know that Denny Avdia has been a regular part of the rotation, but as we've talked about all throughout the season, really hasn't gotten much of an opportunity to showcase his skills. With Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal there, clear that Scott Brooks is just leaning on his two-star guards. Denny Avdia has kind of been a forgotten piece on this team, but we finally got to see that you know he can contribute when given the chance. He was one of the only positive players on the team on Wednesday at a plus two, 13 points, six rebounds. He can get it done. He went three for five from three. He looked aggressive. Um, I think the Wizards could have used him even more, to be honest. There were multiple instances where Bradley Beal drove to the basket. Denny Avdia was wide open, and he threw up an errant shot. I think this team needs to trust Denny Avdia more because when he gets shots, he can get it done. He's one of the best rookies in the NBA, but he often doesn't get the opportunity to show it. And I wish, I wish that this team used him more. But on Wednesday, we saw that if he's given a chance, he can contribute. And that's a rare thing for a 20-year-old player, and the Wizards got a good one here. I would love if they used him more on the break. There were there were multiple times where he got the rebound and he passed it off to Westbrook, but he had a chance to push it. I mean, how many 6'9", 6'10", forwards in the league can grab a rebound and go? He reminds me of like a remix Lamar Odom a little. I know that sounds crazy. Lamar Odom, you know, he was one of the most highly skilled players ever, really, if you think about it. Denny Avdia obviously is 20 years old. He has a long way to go, but their skill sets are similar in the sense that they're both great rebounders. They can both shoot the three for their size. They can both push the ball and they can create. How many forwards that size can create? I mean, I say this and I repeat it ad nauseum because it's such a commodity, right? How many players in the league can do that? In a league that's full of talent, Denny Avdia really sticks out in that way because not a lot of players in the league can do what he can do. And it'll take the Wizards realizing that for them to get the most out of his potential. And they have the, and they, and they have the opportunity to do that. I mean, there's a lot of season left. If the Wizards really want to make a push, they have to make sure they're utilizing their talent to the highest degree possible. Denny Avdia is one of the most talented players on the roster. There's no question about it. But moving on to Troy Brown, he got some looks too. 13 minutes is, 13 minutes is nothing to scoff at if you're Troy Brown because he really hasn't played much this whole season. Howell Neto, 24 minutes, 7 points, minus 17. I would have liked if Troy Brown got more minutes than, than Howell Neto on, in, in, on Wednesday's game because Neto was not contributing. And that's okay. He's allowed to have a bad game. But Troy was playing well. 5 points, 3 assists. And most importantly, he got it done defensively. He was, again, a plus three here. Good things happen when Troy Brown's on the floor. Regardless of whether or not it translates to the to the box score, whether or not it translates to the stats, good things happen. I mean, he's disruptive. He gets after it defensively. He gets in the passing lanes. The Wizards are at their best when they're creating turnovers and pushing it in transition. And Troy Brown is one of the guys on the roster that can do that. He attacks the basket. He gets to the foul line. He can shoot it a little bit off catch and shoot. And he is a point guard, regardless of what Scott Brooks wants to say and how the team wants to utilize him. The truth is he's a point guard. And this this team has an advantage there, too. He's 6'7", and he plays a position where most players are small, right? And he can get it done there, too. And, and the Wizards just haven't been utilizing him in that way. But good things happened when he was on the floor on Wednesday. The Wizards looked good defensively. When they were down by double digits, Troy Brown got a look. And all of a sudden, they took the lead. I'm not saying that was primarily because of Troy Brown, but he definitely contributed to it. I mean, the Wizards lack good defensive players, and Troy Brown is one of them. It's kind of mind-boggling that they wait until you know they're down 20 points to use them because Hal Neto wasn't contributing. It, it didn't hurt to look towards Troy Brown, especially with Ish Smith out. 
He can play the position. He can play it well. He can play defense. And for whatever reason, the Wizards just refused to play him. But yeah, in 13 minutes, hopefully he showed that he can play and contribute because he deserves more time. Like five points, three assists in 13 minutes with two blocks. The guy can defend. He's relentless defensively. He gets after it. The Wizards need those players. I'm not saying that Troy Brown is Bruce Bowen or that he's Kawhi Leonard or any of these extremely elite defenders, but he can get it done. And for the Wizards, they need that. They need that. You can look for it and through a trade or free agency, but sometimes what you need is right under your nose. And Troy Brown is one of those players that can contribute on any team, and hopefully the Wizards realize that soon because he's super young, super talented, uh, and the Wizards have the veterans that I think would appreciate young players like that on the court with them. Troy Brown, he can create for others. I'm sure Bradley Beal would love another player on the floor that can take some of the load off of him in terms of creating for others, in terms of scoring the ball, distributing. You can't entirely rely upon Beal and Westbrook. That's why the record is what it is. They're 14-21. and 21. This team needs to get more creative, and Troy Brown is one of the only players on the roster that can do that for them. So going forward, I would love if they gave him that opportunity. But before we get into more and Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, I want to let you guys know about rockauto.com. I have my Harold, my Honda. I call him Harold. Uh, whenever I have issues with Harold, I go to rockauto.com, which is always so reliable, low-priced. Why would I ever want to spend twice as much for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but get all the same wonderful parts that I want? It's the best prices by the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear Us box so they know we sent you all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. So we've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now, but Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now it's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is the German chocolate versus salted caramel. Although salted caramel can definitely satisfy your desire for dual flavor, German chocolate might be the favorite here in my opinion. It's a classic indulgent flavor that will satisfy the desire for pure chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. March Madness is only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to the Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of potential future wizard Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. So the Wizards are headed to Philadelphia excuse me, the plan against Philadelphia, I guess it doesn't even matter because there won't be any fans in attendance. But yeah, Philly on Friday, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid questionable due to COVID protocol. I almost hope they play because the Wizards need to see how they can size up against these big players, right? And I think it'll continue to be a wake-up call for the front office and, and, the, and the people making the decisions atop the franchise because... They had a hard time guarding Jonas Valanciunas, and he dominated the way he did. I imagine that Joel Embiid, who's an MVP contender, in my opinion, probably the MVP this year, will probably have his way with Robin Lopez, Alex Len, and Mo Wagner. To me, that signals that if the Wizards are coming in this underhanded against teams with 
decent centers, really, right? Because Jonas Valanciunas, with all due respect, I mean, he was he's a quality center, but he's not an MVP or an all-star type of player. Joel Embiid is. The Wizards have to do something in terms of bolstering their front court because if you're coming in this undermanned, this overmatched, really, against sizable centers, against centers that can that can make an impact, uh, your chances of winning basketball games really, really diminish. I mean, the game really, as, as it's evolved even, right, the game, basketball looks a lot different in 2021 than it did in 2017, than it did in 2005, than it did in 2000. But the, the crux of the game, what it takes to win a basketball game, defense and rebounding, that's still the same thing. And the Wizards can do neither of those things right now. They can't really defend, and they haven't been rebounding. Like I said, if you need a good example, just watch the Memphis game. Jonas Valanciunas got whatever he wanted. I'm not saying that the Wizards need to go out and get an Anthony Davis, a Carl Towns, one of these elite, elite type of centers. Carl Towns might have had a bad example because he's not the best defender in the world, but you don't need an elite level center to be a competitive basketball team. I'm, I'm going to mention Marcin Gortat again. Marcin Gortat was a very good center. He wasn't an all-star. He wasn't an elite center. He wasn't a superstar. But the Wizards don't have even one of those players that they can reliably you know, expect to contribute every single night. It's sometimes Mo Wagner. It's sometimes Alex Len. It's sometimes Robin Lopez. And none of those players really are good defenders. None of them are the best rebounders. Really, the best rebounder on this team is Russell Westbrook. And if, uh, with all due respect to Russell Westbrook, obviously he's all a favor. One of the best rebounding point guards of all time, if not the best rebounding point guard of all time. If a point guard is your best rebounder, you probably have an issue. The Wizards got to fix it. Wizards here, best team in the Eastern Conference, on pace to making the finals. I'd say probably the best team in the East, not named the Brooklyn Nets. I think they can give the Brooklyn Nets some fits too because Embiid has been that good. I don't think Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan are going to do anything to stop Joel Embiid. And I think Ben Simmons is an elite defender too. So I know everybody's punching a ticket for the Brooklyn Nets, but I think the Philadelphia 76ers are right there with them. And it wouldn't shock me if, I, if we saw their name in the finals this year. I mean, kudos to everyone there. From Daryl Morey to Doc Rivers. All the pieces they added. And Seth Curry and Danny Green. It just really goes to show that adding just a few shooters. Making a coaching change can make all the difference. Because the Sixers last year, let's be honest, they were deflated. They didn't look like themselves. They didn't look like a contender. And now all of a sudden we're talking about them potentially being a contender. Making a finals run. Uh, so maybe the Wizards can learn a thing or two there too. But but as always, I want to thank you for listening. Back with you again tomorrow. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer your podcast. It's Lockdown Wizards, and we'll be back with you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 